Welcome to the Copying Content Podcast. If you're a speaker, coach, consultant, trainer, podcaster, YouTuber, whateverer, who actually gives an ish about your audience, this podcast is for you. Our host, John Cook, shares interviews from top thought leaders on the topics of speaking, copywriting, content creation, branding, and marketing. So snuggle in those earbuds and let's get started. Welcome to the Copy and Content Podcast. I'm your host, John Cook, and this podcast is especially for thought leaders who actually give an ish about your audience. And if you have a heartbeat, if you're saying, you know, I actually want to help my clients, want to actually help them get the results they're looking for, this is for you. And I am so excited to be joined today with our guest today, M. Shannon Hernandez. You can just call her Shannon. And I uh, actually connected with Shannon about about five or six months ago and uh, uh, through the Screw the 9 to 5 community with Josh and Jill Stanton, fantastic folks. Um, and so as you as we got connected, she said, hey, I'm coming through uh, Denver and I want to meet up with a group of people. Who wants to meet up for dinner? And so there's, there's what, you know, nine or 10 of us and we uh, met up at a great restaurant just being able to connect and share stories and talk about you know um, our businesses. And then as she was sharing more and more about her process, I was like, okay, we we have a kindred spirit here. And so uh, being able to connect has been great. And so I want to say welcome to the Copying Content Podcast, Shannon. I'm so glad you're with us today. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. So uh, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your background and just you know fill in any gaps from the introduction. Did I miss anything? Okay, good. <laughs> um, let's see. I was a teacher for 15 years. I taught inner city uh, in inner city New York. I did my time. <laughs> there you go. Um, but that was really where I learned how to teach and how to train because I taught eighth graders all day long and you became an inner trainer is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had to learn to keep people's attention and um, they taught me so much about life and myself and it was just a beautiful relationship. Uh, five years ago, I left to open my own business. Uh, my business is mshannonhernandez.com, and I'm a marketing consultant for coaches and consultants, help people find joyful marketing that works for them and their natural personality and make a lot of money in the process. <laughs> that works. That works. And you know, thank you for uh, bringing that in and giving us some kind of context um, for um, how your message and how specifically you connect with different people. So tell us, um, I know that you have definitely positioning yourself as, you know, helping your clients move from the invisible expert to the confident expert. What does that process look like for you and how you engage with your clients through that process? Yeah, that's really great. So um, most of us, most of us start out as the invisible expert. And I really go into working with clients and even my own body of work. Like I am an expert at what I do. And I own that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm comfortable being visible and saying that. So we really start with um, the singular question of what do you want to be known for? And once we can drill in on that, it becomes much easier for people to stand up and say, hey, I'm an expert at blah, 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 because they've, they've started owning that process, right? So um, when you're an invisible expert, there's things happening like roller coaster income, um, there's, you know, hiding behind the computer and not really selling, so sure. to speak. Sure. Um, you know, not, 
not stepping up and saying, we see a Facebook post, for instance, hey, I can help you with that. Like, this is what I do. Would you like to hop on the phone and chat? And those are all things that we probably all struggle with in the beginning. But I think the really great, confident, highly paid experts learn how to communicate well and use their content and their messaging to their advantage to just keep the relationships going and the doors open for, for selling, for selling your services. Yeah. And I think for so many people who are wanting to step into that kind of that, that subject matter expert space, or we'll just call it the expert space. Um, they have a lot of, uh, of insight and even experience. Uh, they might even be positioned from an, from a expertise standpoint, but what's kind of the, for many of the, many of the people that you connect with, what is, what do you find are the kind of the, the top things that are holding them back? Is it mindset? Is it connections, resources? What's holding them back? Well, I think that there's two main things. And these are the things that I help people overcome. One is charging what you want to be making. And I did not say charging what you're worth, because I believe we are infinite beings. And when we help people, they help people, they help people. You could never put a dollar amount on that. Mm. Like that just continues going. Um, So charging what you want to make, and that is determined from the lifestyle you want to live, right? So I often um, tell people, a lot of people throw this number around like, hey, that, you know, let's make 10,000 a month. Well, when you know your numbers and you get down to it, that's not going to cut it for a lot of people. They got to pay a team. They got to pay the tech. They got to, <laughs> they <laughs> got to pay themselves. Yeah. They got to pay their living. So we really take a look at pricing you for profit in everything you're doing. And that mm. does give people that mindset boost of expertise. Because if, if you can call me up and I say, we're going to give you a raise on day one, like you already are elevated. You might be scared to go talk about it, but you're elevated. So the first thing is mindset. And the second thing is just um, overcoming the fear that people may um, talk about you, <laughs> disagree with you. It's that visibility piece, right? Sure, because sure. You, you are stepping up and you are stepping into a place of using your voice and speaking your truth. And that can be really scary. And there are people that aren't so nice sometimes. I mean, let's just be real. The social media can can make you feel anonymous. And some people use that to their advantage if they're Mm -hmm. not such kind people. So those are the two things we really work on is price for profit and visibility that feels good in your marketing. Okay. So when when somebody is uh, is saying that they want to put the visibility out there and um, saying, well, I, I'm going to come in and I feel like I have to post and then I have to uh, shoot video. And then what, what if I have to start a podcast and I have to do, um, I have to do a blog and then I need to be speaking on stages and, and doing webinars and whatnot. That sounds exhausting. How do you help them navigate all of the options out there from a content standpoint? Yeah, that was exhausting. You just exhausted me. Yeah, it, it sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah, and, but, it and it's real. It's Absolutely. real, right? So I call hogwash on that. Um, <laughs> I, I created a tool I'm known for around the world. It's a five-minute quiz. It's simple but so effective called the Content Personality Quiz. And you take the quiz, and in a matter of five minutes, it spits back what you're naturally good at creating, the type of content. There's five. Um, and then I help people use their top two to market in a way that feels really good to them. So um, video audio, live in person, 
visual content and written content. Okay. And it has um, changed people's lives, including my own, um, and changed people's lives around the world because exactly what you said is what's happening. They're being told, business owners are being told, you have to do a podcast. You have to start a video show. You need to be blogging two times a week. It's exhausting. Nobody has time to do all that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if you have clients, like exactly, and you have to do all these things that are going to take three to four hours a day. And oh, by the way, run a business and have a family and stay married and and well, basically protect your sanity and not just grow ulcers for a living. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I and that, that's great to hear, knowing that there was uh, that content personality. Um, how much of your development of the content personality was really grounded in your understanding of learning styles as a teacher? A hundred percent. Absolutely, 100%. And um, it's evolved because I certify people in the work now. And what has been fascinating is we have a cohort. So everyone who's certified, we come together once a month and we talk about what are their clients experiencing? What are they experiencing? What roadblocks are they coming up? So it's an evolving body of work, which is so fun for me as a teacher and curriculum builder because um, I get to see input on my body of work from Mm. other people using it. And help it grow and shape it as it, as it morphs. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, we need to kind of wind the clock back to this because before you became the confident expert, before you built out the content personality, what was kind of that shift for you? Like, like, was there somebody who influenced your message that really kind of inspired you to step into this content personality? Well, this is, um, this could be a long question, but I'm going to keep this short. Um, I am in based right now in New York city and there's a lot of entrepreneurs here mm. and, um, they're clicky yeah. <laughs> and Tends to happen. Yeah. Yep. when I got my start, nobody would give me the time of day. I would call, Hey, you have an event, whatever, like, you know, like try networking, going out networking. It wasn't that they weren't unkind. They just weren't willing to let me in to the mm. inner circle. Um, and so I got kind of pissy and I said to myself, Um, after I moaned and groaned about it for about six months, I said, Shannon, go use the internet and build your own global platform, skip the local. Mm. And for the next 18 months of my business, I, Zoom was not around then. Okay. And and I didn't really like Skype. So I used a teleseminar um, platform where people would call in once a month to a free call. And we would talk about whatever, whatever the topic was, I'd have a training material, whatever. And that is really how I built my presence online. And I built my business initially global was because the local people wouldn't really let me into the the click. What's funny now is they're calling (laughs) (laughs) and they want, and you know, I'm kind, it's fine, but I'm also moving to Costa Rica. So that, that ship has sailed. Like I'm (laughs) I'm an online business. Um, I do show up and speak once in a while, but Um, I didn't have somebody to follow in messaging. And I think that was to my benefit because I was so Mm. strong in what I believed that I just decided I was going to do it my own way. And I didn't want to copy. I didn't want to get like wrapped up in studying people's content and their messaging and all of that. So I just kind of used my strong voice and did my own thing. Yeah, well, and I think that's that's a key point. I really want us to to not just brush past and go on to the you know the next question, next concept. I really want us to stick on this for a bit because specifically, if somebody's listening to this, and you might be maybe you're driving your your car, maybe you're uh, you know riding the bus, catching the train, you know, into the city, uh, whatever it is, you know, waiting for your flight, 
and you're thinking, oh, man, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm waiting for, I'm, why aren't things going? Or why aren't things getting started in my business? And you don't need anybody else to give you permission. You can give yourself permission to go out to find people. We have this amazing technology called Google, and you can go ahead and use that to search and start to connect with people and, and instead of waiting for somebody else to come into your life and saying, okay, I know this is a, a great uh, opportunity for you. Now you can go ahead and get started. You don't need their permission. Give yourself permission. And that, that's what I'm pulling away from, from what you just said, Shannon, that there's um, that really kickstarted a lot of, of incredible opportunities for you to build this powerful community that you have. Yeah. And I also want to say it took um, a lot of courage because mm. I was new and in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I don't know, like, is anyone going to listen to me? Is anyone going to show up to this teleseminar? Like the same things that we all think when it's time to step out. And sure. Step sure. Up. Um, but I just always say this to myself, even now when I have that moment of uncertainty, moment of doubt and, and help my clients and colleagues with it. The only thing you have to do right now is take the next right step. You don't have to have everything figured out, but you take one right step going to be good. You, then you're going to lead to the next right step. You'll know it. But if you stand there looking and doing nothing, mm. that's when you kind of spin out of control and you feel like everything's stalled. And it is because you're not stepping forward. Sure. Sure. Well, and I think, um, that, that having the courage to step out and, and definitely building into your community, uh, that probably gave you a unique um, perspective because you weren't following somebody else's messaging. You weren't, you know, taking permission from somebody else um, or direction or, or really, you know, modeling yourself after somebody else's approach. How has that really um, impacted the way in which you connect with your crowd, kind of your, your Shannon groupies, as it were? Um, how, how do you approach that? Well, um, you know, I, I'll keep it clean on the podcast, but I'm known <laughs> to go. drop F words here and there. Um, I don't censor myself. Like, you're, you know, I'm going to give a webinar and it's probably going to drop an F bomb. And if it offends you, you probably shouldn't call me to work. <laughs> because when we're one on one, we're probably going to drop some F bombs, right? <laughs> so just like being myself. And I know it sounds so cliche, but it's really hard for people. Mm -hmm. If you knew every time I go on Facebook Live, my mom or dad are in my Facebook Messenger. Like, Why do you have to say the F word every time you're on video? I'm like, because people pay me more when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like showing up as who I am. I'm authentic. So I don't censor myself. And I think um, speaking my truth, standing firm in what I believe which is really what's important in the end, right? I'm not yeah. saying I'm hurting people. I'm not offending. I mean, I might offend people, but I'm not, my intention isn't to offend people. And just being consistent day in and day out is really how you build a group of people who, who love what you're doing and will support you. Yeah, and the crowd, I've been able to connect with a number of people in your crowd. Um, uh, the Wrights, uh, Kyle and Rachel Wright, um, connection with Stephanie, uh, uh, I believe Stephanie Steyer, I believe that was her last name. Um, good, good group. And what I found is that all of them are pretty heavily invested in your community uh, from a from a, an attention and an intentionality standpoint. Um, I would say you have one of the most engaging crowds that I've connected with. People call them tribes. I, I you know, I don't love the word tribes um, <laughs> uh, from from a overtone standpoint, but the, the crowd standpoint that there's 
Um, there are people who are really, you say, well, I'm going to have this training and people show up. A lot of people show up or I'm, I'm going to do this event and, and, you know, just putting that out there on a Facebook post and having uh, almost a dozen people show up for dinner and, you know, something along those lines where it's like, you know, it's impromptu. It's, you know, for a, a completely different city than where you live. And that that shows me that there's that buy-in that people are vibing with your message. And I think that's powerful. And, and for you kind of, if, as we look at the content personality, what is your content personality? My content personality is live in person and video. Okay. And when I wrote the quiz a few years ago and created it, and, you know, I got beta testers. I needed to make sure it was valid. And I sent it out and everyone came back. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Like, this is so what I am. This is what brilliant. Every time I took the quiz, back then it was, you had to print it on PDF and mark your answers. We didn't have it digitized yet. Um, I would take the quiz and I would get live in person and video. And I would wad it up and I would throw it in the garbage. So pissed off because I had identified for so long as a writer because I'm an author. Mm. And I'm like, this quiz is bogus. It's bullshit. It is not working. (laughs) And lo and behold, I decided to trust it. And in the next uh, four months, I switched to video and Zoom and live in person and my business exploded absolutely exploded. And it doesn't mean I don't write and I do like to write, but if I want to sell something, I need to be in front of people. That is how people buy from me. It is how they connect to me. Yeah. Well, and I would think that a number of your clients have gone through this and probably been a little surprised by finding out what their content personality is. Yeah, they have. And things like, you know, someone's been trying to write a book. This is a real story for seven years. And she takes the quiz and written is like dead last. And she comes and she says, I'm audio, but I want to write a book. And I said, take your iPhone and dictate it. In seven weeks, she had a published book. Wow. Can you imagine seven years sitting there wanting a book and trying? It's crazy. Well, and I think, you know, for me, you know, looking at the content uh, personality and looking, you know, the way in which you have this kind of really is kind of an assessment, but I really think it's, it's a permission slip is really the way that I see it. Permission yep. slip to explore the type of content that really fits your um, the way that you're wired. And that's great. Um, like, you know, your story reminded me of um, a client called me a couple of years ago and and she said, uh, I'm so frustrated. I'm so mad at my blog. I said, well, tell me about your blog. So that, <laughs> I, I spend 60 to 90 minutes, three to four days a week uh, creating blog content. So what why are you doing that? So well, somebody told me I, I should do that because I need to uh, build my, my authority as a, as a uh, thought leader. I said, well, should is a very shaming word. <laughs> Let's get the shoulds out of here. Um, and I said, are you a writer who speaks or are you a speaker who writes? And it's amazing because the way in which she's, she kind of had this light bulb moment, and it's one where it's just a simple question. Anybody could have asked her the question, but it was, it's along the lines of for her – she said, you know, I really feel a lot more comfortable in front of a microphone or a camera or definitely a, a live crowd. And I said, well, okay, well, st- let's stop blogging and start creating short videos. She was creating, and she's creating short videos in about 30 minutes. She's creating 30 minutes once a week. She's creating about four or five minutes, uh, four or five videos. And she has tripled the traffic and has so much time back in her week. Um, Amazing. And, I'm so glad you had that conversation with her. Yeah, and it sounds like you know, that like that is just like kind of a, a small 
thumbnail of what really you are already doing with the content personality. And, and for people, you know, clients who have gone through that content personality, they've seen the experience. Um, how does really tapping into that natural content personality lead them into becoming that confident expert? Well, they, you know, when you do what's natural to you, now you might need some tips, right? Like sure. um, if your video, by the way, let's just clarify something. The video, there's 171 ways that I've identified over the five content personalities to market yourself. Video, there's 32. One of them involves your face. So if you get the result <laughs> of video and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to be on camera. I don't like how I look. There are 31 other types of video that you can be using to market your business. Okay. So I think that's a powerfully profound thing. There's 171 types of content. At least there's probably more. That's all I could think of. Um, and I've outlined them for people to help them. Um, but to get back to the point, to the question was, how are they using it in their marketing? Is that what you asked? Mm -hmm. uh, how's it leading to the confident expert? Yeah. To the confident expert, because they're, they're not being pushed so far out of their comfort zone because the quiz is naturally aligned with who you are. Now you might have to learn a few things, um, like what we were saying, but um, when you can just show up as who you are, you're already your best self. <laughs> you're already your best self. And so, you know, you take all the shame and blame and shoulds and, and all that stuff away, and you just focus on what you're naturally good at and getting your message out to the world. It just simplifies everything. Yeah. And, and I think for many people being able to get that, that natural content, um, identifying that, that natural content personality, starting to create great content, but it's one where it's along the lines of just because you create great content doesn't mean it's actually going to uh, connect with the people that you really want to serve. So how do you connect their now natural content personality and identify the people that they want to connect with? And how do you really get more eyeballs on their content? Mm, that's good. So I have a year long program called the content strategy Academy and I love this program. You can move through it faster in a year, but it's a community. So we're building community, which we know is important. Um, so we look at what's your content personality. Okay. What's your messaging? What are you offering? Are you priced for profit? Those are separate things. Okay. Let's build out the marketing strategy, do the marketing. And then John, I realized I'm really great at sales. I don't know how. I wasn't taught to sell. I had to learn it, right? I had to mm -hmm. learn a process that worked for me. And so I realized about, oh, six months, eight months ago, if I kept teaching only the marketing and people had these leads coming, but they didn't know how to sell, I was doing the whole world a disservice. So now I teach marketing with your content personality plus sales. It's like the perfect combination. You've got the leads coming in. I mm. teach you how to sell in a way that feels good to you using your content personality. And then you've got money. Like <laughs> you've got a business. It's amazing, right? People, <laughs> people put their, their dollars towards what they see value in. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, and knowing that they have, you have that whole process and, you, and I'm glad that when people come into the process, they say, well, I, um, it's six to 12 months. What if I want to move faster? And I love that you have kind of that fast track option that's built in there, but yep. you also have this, um, uh, uh, kind of part of the research for today's show is kind of looking and, and you have a certification that you uh, have in place. What is that certification for? And, and what's kind of the purpose of it? Yeah. So the certification is in the content personality wheel. 
And um, the course that goes with the wheel, it can be purchased separately or it, as part of certification, you get a six-month marketing mentorship with me. And so you learn how to use your content personality. Then you get certified and you can use the quiz as the lead gen, if you want, for your own clients. You can use the content in the course and sell it. Um, so it's a licensure and certification process um, mm -hmm. that gives you rights to all the content of the wheel and the quiz and the course and all of that. And, you know, content marketers, copywriters, um, business strategists, marketing strategists, they make great people to come in and study marketing through the lens of the content personality. Mm. And so that's really what that certification process entails. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And as, as one where as you engage with your clients, because it, it's, um, you say you're a marketing consultant and that's one where, uh, we, we covered that at the very beginning, of course, but I, I think it's one where, um, it's also understating the value that you bring because it's not just marketing consultant, but it, it's positioning your entire business mm -hmm. and marketing just happens to be the most visible expression of that. But knowing the way in which you help your clients really cover about the pricing and the structure and the sales and the operations and systems, uh, you, you have quite a, a significant influence on so many different people's businesses beyond just the marketing uh, and, and the, the way in which uh, pricing, the way in which you talked about pricing was, uh, really caught my attention and it's one where I kind of wrote it down. And, um, do you actually ask people to change their pricing on any type of consistent basis? Oh yeah. We, <laughs> everyone changes their pricing when they work with me. Okay. Um, and it's not like they have to, but when you understand the math and where your money's going and what you're trying to build, you realize you're not charging enough. Most people are making like maybe when I do the math with them, $50 an hour. And out of that, you need to take a third away for taxes and other fees and a third for building your business and you get to keep a third. So you tell me how many people are really going to be living on $17 an hour. Yeah, you might as well go, go work at a grocery store. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, so pricing is huge, and I start everyone with are you priced for profit? Because there's no use in doing all of this other stuff, getting the leads, understanding the marketing, learning how to sell if at the end you're still broke. Mm. There's no point in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when so many people are saying, well, I really haven't raised my rates in the, you know, you know, it's been a couple of years and you think about, but cost of living's gone up and you are hopefully a more valuable expert now than you were two years ago. So why wouldn't your pricing go up in tandem with the level of your expertise and education? Yeah. And also just remember, like, where do we come up with the pricing? We look at the lifestyle you want to live. Listen, I'm not going to judge you. If you want to buy a house, this is my story. I bought a house in Costa Rica. I need to pay for it, right? Mm -hmm. um, we're moving overseas, not cheap. Um, Got to buy a brand new car when we get there because you can't take the cars from here. My car's too old. Anyway, you get the point here. That's just one piece of my lifestyle. We love to travel. We're vegans. We love to travel and do like food and beer and wine tours as a vegan. Okay, so you add up all this stuff that you really want and desire. Plus, do you want to go volunteer? Do you want to donate a certain percentage of money to a cause? It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. I don't care what it is that you want. When you look at the lifestyle you want and then you build your income goals from that, 
it's a game changer because now you have a reason to show up every day and do the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, th- and I think that definitely positions you as a, a an architect for experts businesses. Um, when when people look at um, specifically when I, when I think of people who are saying, okay, I want to build my my impact as a thought leader. I mean, what's what is kind of that? What's one powerful piece of advice? Kind of what's I love for a practical tip from you about here's how to really grow your influence as a thought leader, and and do it the right way. Uh, take the content personality quiz, follow one of your top two, give yourself some time, understand the marketing strategy and be who you are, be authentic and be who you are every single day you show up in your business. Hmm. Well, and it, you know, it sounds easy. It sounds simple. And, and you know, if you're listening to this going, okay, I've kind of heard this before, be yourself, be yourself. But what if I really don't love being myself? And that comes back to the invisible expert. Um, but it's when we're going, I'm confident, but I really like the way that Gary V talks, or I really like the way in which Lewis Howes shows up or, or, you know, does a school of greatness podcast, or I really like the way in which Seth Godin talks about marketing or, uh, Marie Forleo talks about, you know, from a, from a messaging standpoint or Sally Hogshead or, and how many ways in which you, you know, you see these different experts essentially try to adopt somebody else's message or style because it's appealing to them but it's still not quite authentic to their message, their voice. That's got to be a challenge that you, that you probably have to work through with a lot of your clients. Well, and here's what I say. At the end, you know when you were little and your parents used to say to you, like it takes so much more energy to lie and keep a lie than to tell the truth? Mm. And I'm not saying that people that imitate others, that's a strong word, but you know, love their messaging so much they study them that it's a lie. I'm not saying that. But it takes a lot more energy for you to be someone else than it does for you to show up and be yourself. Mm. Mm. And that's all I have to that's say. That's powerful. <laughs> well, and, and when you think about a, the way in which people connect with their audiences going the authentic self, which almost sounds like a tired phrase, but yeah. like we can really, you know, cut away the tired nature of how people are saying, be authentic, be yourself, you know, be transparent, but it goes, you know, why are we even here in the first place? What's the whole point of being uh, on this webinar or on this podcast or in the, or writing this blog article or being on the stage at this conference? It's exhausting if I'm trying to be somebody that I'm not. And it's, it doesn't pass the sniff test for audiences and it doesn't, um, it, it isn't sustainable. And what I love is the way in which you use the content personality to give people permission, like we are talking about earlier, but also to connect them with who they have already been and reminding them about the way that they're uniquely wired and then saying from that true self, now let's start to create an impact. So one question I'd love to ask for, for a lot of our guests is that um, what are some books or some podcasts or, or uh, some, some content you've been consuming lately, maybe over the last couple of months, even the last year, that's really impacted your message as a thought leader? Yeah, so I read a lot and I listen to a lot of podcasts. And one of the books that really has stood out to me, so much so that I actually led a book club on it for one of my programs. It's called The Power of Moments by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. And this is really a book about 
making sure that every moment you interact with somebody, it is a powerful, memorable moment so that they never forget you. Hmm. And we use this um, in the book club for as part of a program to really look at our customer experience. Um, so when we sign the customer, what is that experience like from the day they sign to the day they graduate? But also, and you'll probably really like this, thinking about the power of moments in terms of every time we put a piece of content out into the world, what is that powerful moment we're trying to create with our audience? Mm. Well, and, it is and a fascinating book. That's an interesting book. I, I, the Power of Moments. And I'm going to put that in, his, in all these books that uh, Shan's mentioning here and we're going to mention. Um, they're going to be in the show notes. All the links are going to be there. You can see. So you're looking up the accurate book. It's the right book. You can kind of link to it and, and, and get that on your bookshelf. Get it on your, your Kindle or on your Audible app, whatever it is. Um, that sounds like a powerful book and it's now on my reading list. Yay. <laughs> so what are some other books or some other talks that have really connected with you? Um, I have been reading and implementing profit first the last year. It is what I teach when I talk about being profitable. Um, that book changed, uh, my business and how much money, not only how much money I'm making, but how much money I'm keeping. Um, and it's a great, great system to understand that, you know, if you make $10, um, it's a hundred percent of every dollar in the $10 is allocated to go somewhere in your business. And the first place is profit, which means your business is automatically set up to be profitable. Um, Mm -hmm. so you pay yourself, you pay your team, you pay your taxes, you pay, um, your technology expenses or, you know, rent or whatever kind of business owner you are. Um, and then you've already also paid profit and that profit account can be used for a lot of things. For myself, I use that profit account for investing for my retirement. Okay. Some people use that profit account for making sure they have money to hire their next consultant or to get their website done or whatever. But when you set your business up to be profitable first, it will be a game changer for everything that's happening behind the scenes. Absolutely. And it's one where um, profit first, it's one I have not read through it um, yet, but it's one where uh, when um, five or six people mention the same thing in about a two week span in the same book, and I kind of go, okay, I get it. Profit first is going towards the top of my audible list. And now I'm partway through it. And uh, I've you know shared the information with my wife, Kara, and I said, okay, we, we really, we already have, are doing a lot of the principles already in place just from, you know, influence from other mentors and, and, and uh, people who have spoken into our lives and our finances, but going the way in which he positions it and the, the different accounts, that's huge. Um, and, and I, I love that you also are using that when you connect with your clients and knowing that the, the sterling reputation that profit first has, um, yes, that will also be in the show notes. Um, so power of moments, profit first, those are, sounds like some great books. Um, and when we look at the rest of this year, getting ready to transition to, uh, you're getting ready to transition to Costa Rica and you have this, um, you know, that six, 12 months engagement with these different clients. You have the content personality, you have invisible expert. How do you make sure that your message, um, continues to develop as you have so many of these different irons in the fire as a thought leader? Mm. Well, I think um, 
one thing I got away from for a few months, like I lost focus was the wheel. And when I brought all my marketing back and used that common theme, no matter what I was talking about with the content personality wheel, things started moving again in the right direction. So my lesson, biggest lesson was to pick a, a thread, like my golden thread, if you will, is to make sure I'm talking about content personality everywhere that I show up. Um, and then, you know, just helping people understand that you can step into the confident expert and it doesn't need to take you years. You can do this in a matter of a couple of weeks. Like, mm. this is what I do for people. We raise your rates. We check your messaging. I teach you how to market and sell, and you're off and running. And that, I think, is, is a really powerful um, message for thought leaders because I think people think a, a lot that they have to wait years and years to be, become a thought leader and be recognized as a thought leader. And in the digital age, it just isn't so. So, um, you know, my six to 12 months is remembering to be the confident expert, remembering to talk about the content personality wheel and remembering to help people understand all of this is available to them as soon as they choose it. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people who are saying, okay, I've got my messaging in place. I know my audience, but sales terrify me. Mm -hmm. Shannon, what, like, what's kind of your secret sauce for helping me be better at sales? Well, believe it or not, we use your content personality. So I sell all day long on Facebook Messenger with personal videos to people all day long. Um, and I sell by showing up on a stage and understanding that when I'm done, I'm not actually selling anything, but I'm inviting people to have a conversation with me because I told you when people talk to me, they buy, right? So Absolutely. I teach people how to use that content personality in their marketing and their sales and in a way that feels good right? You don't need a script. You don't have to follow a script that makes people nervous. Like, <laughs> we <do not laughs> scripts script. are usually terrible anyways. <laughs> They're terrible. They're terrible. And one person says something and you, you have no idea what to say. I lost, I'm on page 37. Where do we go next? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, content personality for sales and marketing is a game changer. And if you're scared of sales, um, one of the mindset shifts that I used when I used to be scared of sales, when I first got into the business was, um, I am inviting people to work with me. Just mm. like if I was going to have a Halloween party or a Christmas party, I'm inviting people and I'm going to detach from their response. It has nothing to do with me. And I'm going to just invite, invite, invite. And when I started doing that and teaching that, people were like, oh, I can get behind this. I want to invite people to work with me. And that's selling. That is selling that feels good. Mm. Well, and for a, a number of people to say, well, I, I don't know if I can handle rejection. And that starts to push them back into that invisible expert for yeah. the people who say, I, I just don't, I don't know if I can really detach myself from, from the response. You know, it's sales are so personal for me, or I, I, I don't handle rejection. Well, what is the way in which you help them move through that? <laughs> Cause that's more specific than the, yeah. Oh, we'll just detach yourself from the person from the, from the response. We play a game. <laughs> Okay. The, yeah, the game is um you're gonna ask ten people a day and the person who gets the most no's wins. Go. Because once you hear no ten times a day for a week, it doesn't matter anymore. The emotional charge is gone. Yeah. And you might just get some yeses. <laughs> and the yeses will become more frequent because you're on yes. Facebook. 
Exactly. So that's how I do it. We play a game. The fastest person to get to 30 no's this week wins a prize. (laughs) Which almost sounds like a sadistic game where it's like, let's go out and let's really just encounter and fail on purpose just to basically familiarize ourselves with the the ick of feeling rejected. And that's good. (laughs) But then you look, you know, being, of course, facetious, but when we look and we get into that familiarity of failure, and because really we need to see it's not failure. It's yeah. being able to say, I'm glad they said no, because I didn't want the wrong person to say yes. And now we're both not being served well. Exactly. And that, you know, I had this conversation with someone yesterday. I said, one of my clients, all right, you're going to go keep inviting. And when you get a no, we're going to celebrate because it's freeing up space for the right person to come into this program. That's it. Exactly. And she said, okay. And she went and sent her 20 personal invitations via audio because <laughs> she's an audio content <laughs> personality. There you go. She this morning, she said, I have three sales calls this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and, and for the people who are wanting to, uh, to say, um, I need to create amazing content and I have, you know, 32 different options. Let's say somebody goes to that, that content personality and then it says video, 32 options where do I even start with testing? Do I try all of them? Do I kind of choose top five, 10? Do I choose one? How do they narrow down that choice inside the content personality? Yeah. Well, first of all, you don't get all 32 options unless you take the course because I'm not going to do that to people. It's completely overwhelming. (laughs) Thank you for that. Yeah. So you get four or five that you can play around with. Um, And the first one, the first question for video is, do I want my face on video? If that's a yes, like just get on Facebook live. I swear to you, it is not as scary as you think it is. If it's a no, there's some other options that are given, um, that you can do videos with like just your voice, right? You can like do a slide share or Mm -hmm. a PowerPoint or something with just any number of things, voiceover. Yeah, Yeah. So much stuff. So um, I don't overwhelm people with all the choices, which is great because I want them to really pick one and go with it for a while and kind of see the results that you get. Awesome. Well, and, and when we look at the way that people can, can see, well, I've gotten a ton of no's and I'm just not great at sales. Then they connect with their content personality. And whether they go through the, the entire um, academy or not, or whatever it might be, um, then they start to align their messaging more inside their content personality. And then they, they get really familiar and comfortable with the nose from the very beginning before the content personality to after. And we're talking about the sales process. Somebody's going through, they're, they're getting a lot of nose before and they're still getting nose afterward. Um, how do you help encourage them where it's like, oh, I'm still getting nose, I'm still getting nose. Um, continue to encourage them. You know, you were just talking about good. It, it means that the wrong person isn't getting into the program, but um, what is that experience like when you start to see somebody's gone through that process and you got a ton of no's before they've gone through your process. Now they're starting to get some yeses. Do you see a noticeable jump? Yeah. Noticeable, not only like a jump in um, the response, the rate of yeses versus no's, but their confidence. Because they're being themselves, they're selling as themselves, they're excited about their pricing, finally. (laughs) Okay, you know what it is, John? I really have to say this. The majority of the people who come through my programs, at the end of the program, whether it's a three-week crash course, whatever, it doesn't matter what the program is, because we talk about pricing everywhere, they will say something like, 
I now know the reason I wasn't jazzed up about selling this is because I knew I wasn't going to make any money. Hmm. And that is powerful. If you're priced so low and you know you're going to work with a client one-on-one for some ridiculous amount in, in the month, right? In a monthly fee, why would you want to go sell that? You know it's going to be a lot of work for not a lot of return. Hmm. So it's been interesting. I didn't anticipate getting that feedback, but when you're priced appropriately and you're jazzed up about what you're doing, right? We call that joyful marketing and joyful offers and you're priced for profit, why wouldn't you be excited to go sell your stuff? Absolutely. I'm getting fired up. If I know not only do I have... Um, I'm sharing content that really is most natural to me, but also I'm sharing it in a way that I know my business is already profitable for even a dollar that I make, I'm going to be profitable because I know a percentage of that is already going to go right into my pocket um, with, with no strings attached. And when you have those two, uh, really you have alignment with your message, but you also have the guaranteed profitability at the end of that. I don't know how somebody could lose using your system. They don't. The only way they lose is if they don't do it. Mm. That's it. And let's be real. I'm not a slimy, slimy, sleazy marketer. Uh, There are people who buy and they don't ever show up and do anything. Guess what? They don't get different results. A year later, I just saw one. He's selling cars. He didn't want to do what needed to be done. Just do the hard work. Do the work and you will get different results. You want something different, find somebody that resonates with you, learn from them, get in their presence. This is what I do all day long. I keep coaches and consultants all day long, right? And do the work and trust the process. Hmm. Well, and and I think for many people who might be listening to this, you're you're saying, okay, I know I I have this message and I know that uh, I feel like I really can help a lot of people, but now I understand how really to step into that confident expert. Uh, if somebody wanted to take the content personality, they can go to mshannonhernandez.com, check that out, see Shannon's work, take the content personality. Uh, it's a quiz assessment, uh, however you want to be able to to phrase it, and just see where you're at. And and when you get those results, it's easy to, to go through assessment. Oh, that's interesting. And then you just kind of never visit the results again. Take the quiz, get the results, start taking action. You don't even have to, you don't have to hire Shannon or her team for anything, but use that resource, see how it can give you a kickstart. And then if you want to engage with Shannon and her team, do the right thing and make sure you connect with her, make sure you can learn from her. And then you can thank me later. And, and being able to, to have Shannon here today for copying content, Shannon, I want to say thank you so much for joining us for today and sharing a lot of value. Um, and, uh, you know, just being able to really help people align themselves, believe in their message make sure that they really align with the most natural, truest self that they can be, and then actually be able to create a profitable business. I mean, you shared a a ton of value. I want to thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. Thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. So for the rest of you, uh, as you're listening to this, uh, thanks for joining us on Copying Content. Actually give an ish about your audience. Go throughout this week saying, how do I actually help and serve my clients, my customers, the people that I want to connect with? And we'll catch you next time on Copying Content. Thanks for listening to the Copying Content Podcast with John Cook. If you like what you heard, do what fans do. Subscribe, share, rave, and show up for our next episode of Copying Content. But until then, stay beautiful, my friend. Mm -hmm.